Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. This is your host, Stone Payton, and in the studio with me this morning is my good friend and co-host, Lee Cantor. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Stone. Big show today. Yeah, this is going to be a, a fantastic segment. We have with us from Acuity Brands, Mr. Russ Simpson. How you doing, man? I'm doing very good. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, tell us, if you will, your title, your role, and maybe give us a little overview of Acuity, of Acuity Brands. Will do. So uh, my background and uh, with Acuity Brands is I'm the Director of Talent Management. Uh, I'm responsible for the talent management processes to include kind of after acquisition, all the things around managing talent, developing talent, transitioning talent inside of the business, identifying talent, and then uh, working from there to develop it and keep that all connected to the strategy so that we have the right talent for the strategy that we're trying to execute. So a little about Acuity. Acuity is a lighting manufacturing company. We're, we're predominantly in the North American market. Normally I tell people to look up above them, and the, the light that's above them is probably made and manufactured <laughs> by us. And so if you walk into a Walmart or a Home Depot, you're going to find our fixtures there. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, your role in uh, talent management, is that something that you started always in this kind of a role in your career, and then you are now an expert in talent management? How'd you get there? Sure. Kind of, uh, I think, like a lot of folks, found my way into talent management, and uh, I, I originally started in the IT department at oh. Acuity Brands. <laughs> wow, and so, that's a leap. Yeah. I, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> so, so, but I had an education background, background prior to coming to Acuity Brands. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, I uh, worked in the IT department. They were forming an OD department, and they were looking for uh, training development professionals. I kind of had a mixture of this technology and education. Right, so you were kind of perfectly suited then. That's right. And so leveraged that, got over there and said, wow, this is really what I love. And so from there have found my way and done lots of different roles in the HR department, learning development, org development, and now found my way into kind of talent management. So you used the term a moment ago, acquisition. I get the sense that you guys consistently have your antenna up for good talent and you and you put a you know, a whole group of people to together that you know you can draw from. Is that the strategy over there? Absolutely. I think one thing that you'll hear the head of our HR say is we are always recruiting. Whether we have yeah. an opening or not, we're always looking for great talent. And so if you if you know the type of talent you're looking for, and I think we, we feel pretty good, we know what we're looking for in terms of talent. We're all, our antennas are always up and we're always looking for it. So now when you say you're always looking, what does that mean practically on a day-to-day basis? Is that you're scouring LinkedIn? Like how are you always looking? You're <clears throat> looking, seeing what your competitors are doing? You're going, seeing who's doing research? or I think it's a combination of both formal and informal. So uh-huh. there is definitely some formal where we're out there looking. We're looking for these types of critical for us right now is engineering talent. We've, right. we've transitioned to a technology company. We need lots of engineers. So we're definitely looking for that. So a piece of it is formally looking on LinkedIn, uh, going to, you know, to, to colleges and, and, and those types of things. The other is having conversations when you're sitting next to someone on the, on the airplane, find out what they do, what's going <laughs> on with them. Are they looking for another type of employment? So I think it's both formal and informal all the time. So now um, when you are uh, 
so when you're when you're talking to these people, what are the characteristics you're looking for that sh- says that okay, this is a person that will fit in acuity? Yeah, I think we're looking for folks that are uh, resort uh, results oriented, someone with a process mindset. We, we've implemented lean manufacturing, so definitely there's some cultural pieces there in terms of driving results. Wanted to be uh, to be measured and understand how to drive process forward. So those are the kind of things we're looking for. So there's old school boots on the ground, everyone in the culture kind of keeping their eyes and their ears open. Uh, is technology playing a role as as well and or outside external professional recruiters? Uh, yes, I think it's a it's an all of above nowadays. And, and so technology is definitely being used uh, as we reach out to folks. And then we, we do, there, there are definitely jobs that are difficult to go find. And we say, hey, we, we would really like to go find someone exactly like this. And so the external recruiter is the best one to go find those. Now, you mentioned uh, relationships with college graduates. Do you have a program in place that you can get somebody fresh out of school and then kind of integrate them into your systems and we do. build, grow your own talent? <clears throat> we actually have something that we call the leadership program where we go and recruit college kids. Uh, they come in and for a year, they rotate in four different assignments. So it's, it's a great transitional program for a college student. So they come in and get a sales exposure, a product exposure, a marketing exposure, and then kind of an elective. And then at the end of that time, they actually interview for roles. But I find that they're so much better prepared to interview, to understand corporate culture, because they've had that transitionary right, they've period. they've seen all aspects of the business. And I tell right? them that. I say, hey, this is your chance to brand and network within the business. Right you get something special. So that's been a great program for us, and we recruit from most of the southeastern schools um, looking for talent there. What a great process. And you get somebody out of college like that, I'm operating under the impression they start out at the shallow end of the talent pool, <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you work them through it. Now, do you is that uh, effort uh, executed against competency modeling of any kind, or how does that well, work? We, yeah, we definitely have a... Um, when we were recruiting for these folks, there's, there is a competency model. We use a, a panel of business people. So it's really not HR. It's a group of business leaders that are looking at these folks and saying, uh, what competency are we looking for? And we lay that out for them, and then we evaluate them against the panel and, uh, and bring them in from there. So what's your favorite part of all this? What do you like the best? Oh, what do I love the best? Um, you know, it, it's really fun uh, to, to say, okay, we agree that, We've identified, uh, well, I should say the, the real fun part is, is, okay, we've got this business strategy and we see, oh, we're going to need this talent. Now go make sure that when we hit this business strategy, which is about 18 to 24 months away, talent is in place. Because if you're behind on that, your business is going to be struggling. So now the um, you use something called talent pools. Mm-hmm. And can you talk a little bit about that? So talent pools came about because we had some some critical kind of strategic positions and they weren't like one person they were we had many of them across the business right so we came up with this concept of let's recruit and find lots of talent put them in the pool so we have a competency model we we put them into this pool now we can begin to look at development and we can say okay is the pool as a whole got some some particular areas we need to focus on as well as individual areas and so this is a way that we've continued to have that pipeline of talent by having that pool uh, 
flow into the position. So we're not behind the curve. Right, they're we're already actually, part of the that's team. That's right, right, that's right. So you're just choosing amongst team members. You're not trying to go outside and find this, this that, That's person. correct. And, and sometimes with succession planning and you succession to just one type of position, you're kind of stuck where if you build the pool. Well, you have you, choice That's now. right. You have that flexibility as you're filling talent out. How did that develop? Was that something you were involved with? or was the, the It's all him, you? baby. It's all me. It's all me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it was part of the team, but I think it was as we continued to evolve our talent management processes, we saw that um, we weren't quite addressing what we needed with simply identifying high potentials or identifying succession plans. We needed something else. And mm-hmm. the talent pools, because... What we really did is we stepped back and said, what are the most critical positions? Right. And when we identified those, we came up and said, oh, here's 10. Okay, how do we build a pool of people that right, we can pull from? one person. That is right. Because that's probably historically how it had been done. There, we're, we're ready for Bill now to take that position. That's right. And then Bill's like, well, I'm, I'm going to get another job. And you're like, well, now what do we do, right? <laughs> and I just don't think the nature of business isn't that way. Right. Organizations are much flatter today, so you have to really uh, – if someone's in the pool, maybe they're not moving up and down the organization, but they're moving across the organization. Right, like you and get did. Another exp- like you went from IT to HR. Absolutely. And, and you had the ability to do that and, and, and thrive in that environment. That's right. And you're not doing this in a vacuum, and you're not doing it solely through an HR or even OD lens. You guys are engaging line managers to help you cast these competency oh. models and, and evaluate this talent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think if, if you don't have the business buy-in, if the, the business leader is not engaged in the entire process, we, we've we've worked really hard to, to go from kind of a push. There's always a little bit of a push when you start these things till you get to the pool. And I find that business leaders, it takes them a little bit, and they go, wow, I see it now. I, I get it. I, I know why we're doing this. I see the results of what we're doing. So now that you um, have this going, how it, has it been working? I th- Well, I, you know, it's still an evolution, but right. I definitely can see where we've made progress. There's particular jobs it takes many years to get ready for by having the pool I can see the fruits coming. We've got a little bit of going on right now, but I can see more in the future. Right. Now, the people in the pool, are they, they understand that they're in this pool and that it, they're patient and they're kind of waiting their turn? How does that work from, you know, keeping them engaged? Sure. It, it, I mean, it definitely helps when the business is growing, and, right. and, we, and we anticipate some of that growth coming. Um, so, yes, I, I think that the, there's patience in the pool, and as you continue to that, – that's where the development plans come really into play right. because you can say – hey, we're going to give you this experience that's going to help you so much better when you take this role than for just to throw you in there and let you go from there. Right. You know, sometimes in a, in a school system, and sometimes more often than, than we would like to admit or our politicians would like to admit, you have people at either end of the continuum. You have the really gifted folks that just show so much promise. Mm-hmm. And then you have some that are maybe they've uh, they've reached their limit. Have you found that same dynamic in the corporate environment where you have to make some adjustments to – to uh, to accommodate, wow, this one's really on fire. We haven't built anything for that yet. And something also for the folks that, okay, they've kind of reached their spot and we got to get them going down that path. Have you run into that at all? Sure. And I, I think we try to address that by, we, we, we definitely look at high potentials and say, these folks are going to report or, or be an executive at some point in the future. And we see that. And then we say, we, we have trusted professionals. We have folks that we know that, are, are, are outstanding at what they do, and that's the role that they're going to be most successful in. There's no reason to push them further than where they are. And in most cases, 
they're happy. They're pleased with that. They want to be recognized as that. And, um, and so they're happy to stay there. Now, what kind of, uh, uh, things do you do at Acuity to kind of manage those expectations for them? Or do you have things in place that are the people that are kind of wanting more and hungry for more? You have kind of the leadership and the training and the development for them and the people that want to kind of stay where they're at. Do you have ways to, you know, accommodate them? As you well? know, I, I, we typically find that the, um, the folks that are in that kind of trusted professional a lot of times end up in the engineering functions. Mm-hmm. And for them, it's much more around, I want my creativity. I want to be mm-hmm. able to present at, at, at I want to be able to share with others. Right. So you set up those forums in which they can they can share, they can publish, they can get their you know get so patents. They have that outlet. That's right. So their motivations are just different than often those that are trying to climb up on top of the the corporate ladder, so to say. Right. Uh, and so you can manage both of those things. And I think the local HR directors are sensitive to those differences in the development and uh, the motivations of those folks. Now, is there a mentoring dimension, informal or formal, to, to all this you as know, well? It's something that we've talked about. I don't, we've not really formalized it and put it into place. I think that would be kind of the next level uh, of, of something that we could evolve to. Now, did you have a mentor in your career? Uh, yeah, I've had a few different folks uh, throughout my career that have given me great advice, and uh, I think it's it's always critical. There's Anytime you're in a position or – uh, you only know what you know, and you can only see what you see. And right. often a mentor can kind of uh, shed some light on, on those right. pieces of you that you don't quite know. So, yeah, I definitely have had some of those in my career. Man, the infrastructure for this, the the training calendar alone must be <laughs> wide and broad and, and, and deep. I mean, you got to get some help or you handle most of it internally? Well, we, we handle most of it internally. We, we try to do a lot of informal, uh, and going back to our, our lean roots, uh, because we have – process improvement events, uh, those types of things lend themselves to bringing folks across the organization, giving them exposure to different things, as well as letting them drive difficult processes that need to be fixed. So we use a lot more of that type of development versus full-blown formal. Now, there's definitely times where you may need some formalized development, uh, but we have found that we want that um, hands-on improvement process. So that, that's where we are today. So back to this technology discussion, are you guys jumping on the mobile bandwagon or the e-learning or any of that stuff uh, at this point? Uh, yes. And uh, this last year, we, we rolled out kind of an eight-week series of e-learning, and, and it worked well. So we heard from our, our leaders, I don't have time to, to necessarily go and sit in the classroom, and I don't have time for full-blown uh, webinars sometimes. So right. what we did is created a eight-week series where it was kind of hit them each week with little pieces. And at the end, they really enjoyed it. I think some of the always, there's always a little grumbling at the beginning. <laughs> oh, man. But at the end, I heard from them, you know, there, there was lots of little nuggets along the way that said it was perfect. It was 20 minutes. I could do it um, every, uh, every Friday and, and, and get, kind of get through it. And I learned a lot. Now, so you see more of that in the future? Oh, I think so. I think it was quite successful. Uh, we're looking to how do we blend that model and in, in times we got to have the in-classroom, but definitely the e-learning. We, we were able to incorporate video. Um, I, I did quite a bit of videotaping of folks to try to get a consistent message out there. We're right. pretty, we've got, we got some 20 locations. And so to get that consistent message over and over again, that e-learning can be an effective way to do and that. That might be a way to, I guess, have those kind of little bite-sized nuggets on a 
kind of regular base. It might go b- beyond That's right. the classroom type setting where there's little bits every week or day or whatever that they can just so you stay on point message. Absolutely. We we recently worked a, a project around our onboarding, mm-hmm. and the the person that's working it says, "Hey, I want to grab these things and use them." On, so that they had some repeatability. Yes, that, absolutely. So let's attack this conversation from the employee perspective for a moment, if we could. If I'm an employee at Acuity Brands, I want to be seen as an up-and-comer, or I have whatever my agenda is. What advice, if any, would you offer me as an employee to to get the most out of this whole process and be properly positioned uh, in in this talent pool? Sure. So, you know, I would say that one – we encourage employees to speak up. We want the we want to hear, and we actually do a formal, uh, we do a formal employee profile where we ask employees, you know, what are your goals? What are you, what what do you want to achieve mm-hmm. in this process? Uh, and so, in addition, we encourage managers to discuss that with their employees. You know, what are the expectations, and what do you see? So we we kind of get both of those flavors, and then work from there. And so. For employees, I say I always say make sure that you've communicated with your manager the expectations around your career too. We have, I'm not, I know I've been repetitive here, but our lean process and around we do the way we do Kaizen events gives great exposure across the organization, and so get involved in those and look for ways to improve the business. Man, just the fact that you would sit down and genuinely ask and want to know what are your goals and have that conversation, that's got to set you guys head and shoulders above so many others in the market. How many leaders, right. managers did that for you? Well, you no, never had a real job. I never job. had a real job. But okay. I was, <laughs> and most employees want to be heard and feel that they have a say and a voice, and, and you know that way they can participate and you know help the company that way. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I don't understand. It's difficult. I understand for some managers even to have that conversation. We've been pushing them to understand that that's the way you engage employees, right. and we often remind them that employees don't leave their job; they leave their, their manager. Boss, right. right, right. And so <laughs> the best way to avoid that is to make sure that you understand. And, and sometimes that can lead to a difficult conversation. You talked about it earlier. Sometimes folks have much bigger aspirations mm-hmm. for themselves than maybe we see. But once again, we can at least have that conversation, and then they can make a choice on what they're going to do. Well, we've touched on it a little bit from a couple of different angles, but I want to dive in a little bit more. Say more, if you will, about the Acuity Brands culture. Uh, Speak to that a little bit more, because I, I get the sense this is a very unique place to work. Yeah, we always, when we look at the culture, and, and it's been a very consistent message over the last 10 years, we, we focus on the three the three C's. We want to be a culture of continuous improvement. We have to have a call structure that is competitive uh, in this environment. And, and then we have to we have to have customers at the front of all of our minds. And so those three C's have really focused us as an organization, as we've gone through a very, uh, Acuity Brands is at, at kind of a, an inflection point where we've gone from traditional f- uh, fluorescent technology to LED technology. Right. So mm-hmm. not only has the technology changed, but the market has changed on us where we basically used to be new construction. Now we're renovation. So two things kind of colliding. These things here, listen to the customer, continue to drive calls out of the business and, and, and offer the get the non-value added things that the customer doesn't want and have a, a, a culture of continuous improvement. Those are critical and, and it's helped us quite well. So what else is next for you guys and, and maybe uh, you personally in, in, the, in the coming months? Where are you going to be putting your energy? The energy right now is um, continuing to implement uh, 
lean leaders. So it's it's tough being a lean a, a lean leader. It, it's not an easy job, and part of that is because the employee is the most important. And so driving them to think about that and how that they they use. Um, so for example. They shouldn't come with the answer if there's a problem. The employees should have the answer, and, and they should they should question them versus just throwing the answer. So a lot of work around that. It sounds easier said than done, but I think quite a bit of work around that. Well, doesn't the manager have to have a level of confidence to ask the question? That's right. You know, because it's almost they're being vulnerable and and not knowing. So so the question to them is, do they have the best team? Right. And so that that's another focus of ours, making sure that we have the best talent and the best team. And, and that that's on the employee, that's on the manager to really say, yeah, I do have the so best team. So it's like the team has to be really smarter than the manager. That's right. Right. And so a manager has to be confident enough to have a team below them, theoretically, that's smarter than they are. That's a tough position to be right. in. But, but I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of sports coaches that are the exact same way. They right. cannot physically do what many of their right. athletes can but do. But they can get the best out of their That team. is right. That is exactly right. And that's right. what they're charged with, right? That's right. Well, it has been an absolute delight, very informative, and uh, a lot of fun to have you in the studio this morning. Thanks so much for coming to visit with us. Well, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. So where can our listeners go if they want to learn more, perhaps, about a, a career at Acuity Brands or if some of our listeners just want to buy a whole bunch of light bulbs? That's right. <laughs> sure. They can go to uh, www.acuitybrands.com, and our career tab is on that page. And you're always looking for talent, right? We always are. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor, our guest this morning, Russ Simpson with Acuity Brands, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next week on Learning Insights.